Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back in the doghouse, the meeting place to talk Mississippi State Bulldog Athletics here on the Believe Network. And it's a Wednesday evening here at Doghouse Central where the games are over and the waiting game has begun. Yes, Mississippi State basketball has concluded its 21-22 season with a three-point defeat in the first round of the National Invitation Tournament at Virginia. So now, see, the games are over and it's time to wait and see when the inevitable happens. Ben Howland announces his resignation, his retirement, or Mississippi State announces it for him either way. An era has come to an end after seven seasons. No, that's not official. And um, if you judge by his press conference this week leading up to the NIT game, Coach Howland, without being too strident about it, certainly was uh, making a case that he would like to continue coaching college basketball, specifically here at Mississippi State. Talking about the team he could have returning, uh, it would be a good team indeed that would return if all the pieces available, save Garrison Brooks, of course, who has used up his eligibility did decide to come back. However, I just don't believe that decision will be in the coach's um, purview at this point. I think Mississippi State has made the decision now. In fact, has made that for several weeks since Mississippi State did not earn a NCAA tournament bid. I know we've been saying only one bid out of seven seasons. Let's be a little fair and accurate. First, let's rule out the first two seasons because that was a total rebuild job that Howland inherited and he rebuilt it well. Secondly, of the other seasons, the 2020 tournament was canceled entirely, so you can't say he didn't earn a bid that year because there was no bid to be earned. That said, one appearance in the big dance is simply not enough, and that is why Ben Hallam is a victim of his own successes. Yes, he has had successes. He took a program which was rock bottom after Rick Ray's tenure there, the three seasons, and you know, some were even wondering, could State ever dig out of that one? As disastrous as those three years, what, 37 and 60, 13 and 41 in SEC play? Well, Howland took a couple of years to get it going, and he's going to leave now, assuming he leaves, of course, with a 134-98 record at Mississippi State for the seven seasons, a 59-67 record in the Southeastern Conference play. Again, take out the first two years of the near-total rebuild, and the record looks much more respectable. Uh, yes, they all count. I'm a statistician. I don't ignore the losses or the wins in those early years. The reality is he had to just basically take a program and resuscitate it entirely. For the Here's a stat. In the five seasons since those first two disastrous years to get it off the floor, his team's averaged 21 wins overall, and... Uh, he had six wins in three postseason tournaments. Now, of course, those were all in NIT and you know, not in the NCAA, but he was 0-1. And nine wins each year in Southeastern Conference competition. He was just over break-even for those five seasons. You know, you know, historically, that would probably be good enough to buy a head coach at Mississippi State a few more years. Well, that's history. That, that is a historical viewpoint, which no longer applies to Bulldog basketball because more is expected, and Howland is partly, maybe even largely, responsible for raising the expectations which are going to send him uh, presumably back to his home in California where he and wife Kim can you know, contemplate the next stage of their lives. You know, he talked tonight post-game on his radio. Um, not a whole lot of a regular media conference, so I'm glad I tuned into the post-game where he was talking to Richard Williams and Niels Price. 
And he summed it up quite nicely. He said this game of Virginia was a microcosm of our entire season. Well, yes, in many ways it was. State struggled to score early. They got some things together offensive in the second half. They just did not make enough of the right kind of plays, had a few too many turnovers against a very patient Virginia team. In fact, the halftime score was pretty much what everyone expected of two of the teams in the country that averaged the lowest points per possession and the lowest shots per minute in the whole country. It was going to be a grind of a game all the way, and, and maybe had the game been played at Humphrey Coliseum, State would have come out a little bit better. That was not in the charts, even though State was the higher-seeded team, because bluntly, Mississippi State wanted to get on with the next stage, the heavier and serious stage of the renovation of Humphrey Coliseum, as soon as possible. With the Lady Bulldogs already done, it was just decided to go ahead, send the Bulldogs on the road for the NIT, as long as they play there, and get to work on the hump. That in and of itself is a confirmation again that Mississippi State is ready to move on to the next stage, not just of the Coliseum, but of the basketball program itself. I'm not here to bury Ben Howland. I'm certainly not here to dance on the body. A good man who did a tough job. Maybe it took him a few years too long to adjust to some of the realities of coaching, not so much at Mississippi State, but just playing coaching in the South where he wasn't getting the players at Pitt that he got from New York City or the players at UCLA from Southern California who came in much more finished products than the typical player you're simply going to get here in the Deep South. If that sounds like I'm casting aspersions, well, that's the reality of it. You know, many a coach will tell you, you're just not getting the finished product down here that you do in other areas of the country, and you need more coaching, more preparation, more polishing, And it took a couple of years for Howland to adjust to that reality that he was going to have to coach everything top to bottom. Once he did, you saw some of the results. He had good teams. He put five players in NBA contracts at various points in the last couple of years. Most of them he recruited himself, obviously. He's had some really solid, talented teams out there. But the teams never achieved what their collective talents and individual talents obviously made them able to do. You can call it coaching, and ultimately it is coaching. That's whatever the sport is, ultimately when players aren't making plays, coaches have to eat that for whatever reason, right, wrong. And in this case, I think there's a fair amount of right to it in that something just didn't click. Perhaps it was style of play that never totally turned a lot of that talent loose. Although I'll always wonder, had Howland had a true, I mean a really good point guard for any couple of seasons in a row to go with the other talented players he had, I really wonder what those teams could have accomplished because it seemed like they had all the other pieces and places at times. Look at the guys who have come through the program since he did those first couple of rebuild years, particularly the year when he had the, um, the three heirloom guys in Reggie Perry and Robert Woodard and Tyson Carter. Or look at this year's team, Iverson Molinar, All-SEC, getting some votes for All-American as well. Uh, Tolu Smith, who had he been healthy, yes, we're going to pound this subject from now to eternity. Had Tolu Smith been healthy, this team is in the NCAA tournament, and Ben Howland is going to be coaching again at Mississippi State next year. Read into that what you wish. But if Tolu Smith, and I, I need to throw Rocket Watts into there as well, if those guys are full strength all season, this is probably a 25-win ball team with a nice NCAA seating and a chance to do some damage in the national tournament. Some things just never worked out. Obviously, Smith was not healthy all season. 
Watts really struggled to get healthy the second half of the season. Iverson Molinar had a lot of strain put on him. It was worn down by the end of it, including tonight. Uh, in fact, that was one of the things that Howland was concerned about in this game, that Virginia, with their grinding style, and in particular their defensive style, they wanted to basically play offense defensively. Okay, what that means is they were going to work the shot clock, keep passing it around, run a bunch of screens, rub people off it, make you black and blue, and try to get a ball in the high post a little bit and make those mid-range jumpers. A kind of a lost art in today's game, if we're honest, and it, was, <laughs> it wasn't fun to watch them making those shots on the Bulldogs, but it was an admirable to see a team that can shoot a 12-foot jumper for a change these days. But Mississippi State just had to go with their best guys longer than they probably wanted to. They got worn down, and at the end, Virginia made enough plays. Yes, State had a last shot to tie. Now, um, whether his foot was on the line or not, I haven't seen a conclusive replay of that, but Iverson Molinar, the right guy that you want, at least had the shot, doesn't go down, and you lose 60-57, and the season is over. 18-16 overall, 8-10 in the SEC, splitting a pair of games in the SEC tournament, third NIT bid, but only one NCAA tournament bid. And that is pretty much the summary of why there's going to be a change in Humphrey Coliseum, the coaching office, pretty soon. We don't know when. Uh, post-game, Howland simply said this game was a microcosm of the season. He talked about how proud he was of the players because they never quit fighting, which is true. Anyone who watched the Bulldogs this season can tell they never quit playing hard. They may have relaxed a little at the end of games that maybe were getting out of control, but they played hard. They gave the effort their coach asked. They played hard for themselves, but they played hard for their coach as well. Let's not overlook that. This team played for Ben Howland as much as they played for themselves, and that's kind of a rare thing in today's game and something that makes this parting a little bit tougher for an old dog like myself who is not quite as vicious on some things as maybe some uh, less patient fans can be. And and Howland came out and said he thanked the team for a wonderful experience this year coaching them. And he meant it sincerely. This is a good man. He means that. Um, He was also asked about um, the season as a whole as far as uh, what state it was up against. He talked about playing the toughest league in the country. And by the way, here's a bold prediction from him. He thinks that the NCAA tournament will bear it out, even though only six teams made the tournament this year. He thinks at least two can get to the Final Four. By the way, his picks are, if you're of a mind to put anything on it, Tennessee and Kentucky. Auburn would be his third choice, but first he's going with uh, the Vols and the Wildcats, so for whatever that's worth. Okay, enough about this season. What does Mississippi State do next? Well, Obviously, they're going to let the coach get home. They're going to let the players, of course, what is it? It's now, they'll get home on a Thursday. Spring break might as well be over for them. They can start working together. State also, remember, signed four players back in November. Those players have to be reached out to as well. And you have your uh, post-exit interviews. But who does it? I think you have to make the move fairly quickly in that regard because now, The players who have the option of returning, as well as the income players, need to know quickly as possible who their new coach is going to be. Now, maybe that's a little complicated if the guy that Mississippi State has selected, assuming one has been selected, I know they're down to a couple of candidates at the absolute most, 
are they still coaching teams right now? Can they get away and come to campus and meet their new team? That would have been very convenient had the dogs kept winning an NIT game or two and hung together and had a chance to meet their new coach in Moss. But it's not going to happen at this point. So most likely there'll be uh, some, besides some players hanging around to see, several will scatter for home for at least a little bit of a break. And the new coaches will have to call, or perhaps even athletic director John Cohen and staff will have to call and say, look, it's under control. It's, this is when it's going to happen. We're going to get this done. Don't make any quick decisions about your own future as far as do you transfer, do you stay with Mississippi State? Because that transfer portal is going to be awfully appealing to a bunch of guys at this point who simply don't know who their coach is going to be. If you can get them past this first rush and get them to wait, you have a far better chance of keeping them around and making them the core not of a rebuild. I can't stress that enough. This is not a rebuild anymore. This is a program that has been built into a competitive one. The building now is to make it a NCAA tournament program, if not annually, at least expect it annually, and go there every two of three years, three or four years in that regard. Because Mississippi State, with the renovation of Humphrey Coliseum underway, is going to have the facility. It's shown it will pay very well for a head coach and staff. It will recruit nationally. It will give the coach a recruiting budget to work with. It plays in a much improved conference, which is only going to get better in the future with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma, which make it more attractive. And by the way, uh, driving around yesterday listening to um, some sports talk, I don't do that a whole lot sometimes because I really get infuriated about how ignorant some of these national people really can be about a sport they claim to know. I know, arrogance on my part, but frankly, it'll drive you nuts. But they made a very good point about the SEC network. The existence of the SEC network means that Bulldog games are exposed all across the country, whereas some other conferences don't have that. That also only improves the recruiting reach of a Mississippi State. Because unlike football, which is a numbers sport, you only need a handful of those game-changing players to take a good team, a competitive team, and make it not just an NCAA tournament-worthy team, but a team that can do some damage once it get there. Yes, the SEC is only going to get tougher at this point, but State was not that far off. At 8-10, and 10, they were a, literally a bounce or two here or there from 10, 11 conference wins this year. The fact they didn't make it, again, goes back to some late-game playmaking, a few defensive breakdowns. Little things that a more energetic, more vibrant, more driven, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing coach can make his guys make those plays. And all of a sudden, it's not, does State have a chance the postseason? It's what tournament they go to. How high will they be seated? What regional will they be assigned to? Much as we've come to be used to, obviously, with Bulldog baseball. Bulldog basketball has the same potential with the right hire. I'm not going to pretend I know who that right hire is. I don't keep that close an eye on the national scene. But I leave that to John Cohen and Dr. Mark Keenum, who will have the final say-so on these decisions. But I know Mississippi State is now in an attractive position. They've survived some of the rough blows over the last couple of years. They can, they're better than they showed this past two seasons. The talent has been there. And they know it. And we know it. And so do people who support the program know it. 
you just got to get the right person and the right recruiting staff in charge. I think Mississippi State will make that decision fairly quickly. But as for tonight, let's tip the hat, even grudgingly for some of you, but for myself, it's meant with sincerity to Ben Howland for the job he and his staff have done. By the way, keep George Brooks on staff. Whoever you are, I hope that's written in the contract that Big George is kept around. That's just me talking, but uh, a lot of people share the same opinion as I do. Anyway, thank you, Ben Howland, for what you've done. You've done it honorably. There's never been a, the least whiff of scandal about your tenure here. You have supported this university. You've been a good representative of the program, a good citizen of Starkville in Mississippi. We wish you well. We thank you for the job you've done and hope that you savor the rest of your life and perhaps even find another job coaching somewhere. Meanwhile, Mississippi State is out finding another coach right now. That's our quick doghouse, all basketball here on a Wednesday evening as we quickly decide to uh, bury the end of 21-22 and start looking forward to what's going to happen in coming years as Mississippi State moves into the next era of Bulldog basketball. From the doghouse, this is David Murray on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.